Good Parenting Radio. My name is Todd Adams. And this is Kathy Adams. Uh, January 17th. Today's the first day of the rest of your life. Yes. That's from Raising Arizona. Really? Yes, it is. I don't remember that quote. Yeah. Um, so, But we want to switch it up again, keep our listeners on our toes. On our toes or on their toes? On everybody's toes. <laughs> all 10 of mine, all 10 of yours. That's 20 toes. And uh, literally millions of toes out there. All right. So we're going to start out with a movie line instead of end with a movie line because it's going to be the um, base, basis the basis of, of our discussion. So everybody chill out. Listen to this movie line. You've all heard it. And um, take it in and listen. Think about it. Think about it. Oh my God, are we going to be like our parents? Not me. Ever. It's unavoidable. It just happens. What happens? When you grow up, your heart dies. Who cares? I care. And cuts. And scene. So... Uh, should we even tell people what that's from, or should they just know? We should probably well, say it. I think the important thing about that quote from that movie or that scene is that that's a movie from our generation. Mm-hmm. And so when we watched that movie, we were, you know, teens. Yep. How, how old were we? Was I in we middle were, school? Yeah, we're probably like in uh, seventh or eighth grade, something like that. Okay, so we were kind of uh, siding with them, meaning we could we understand. Were we were them. Yeah. We could understand what they were saying, and it made a lot of sense to us. And now we are the parents that they are talking about. Yeah. And that's us. The big question that we want to talk about in the show is, you know, when when Allison said, and it's Breakfast Club, by the way. It's Let's Breakfast give it Club, away. and it's in the library. It's actually one of the few serious scenes in the movie, and they're just having a discussion. Do you think that's one of the few serious well, scenes in the movie? I don't know. It's the non-funny scene. Yeah, that's where they really start to get down to business. Right. So, um, And they're just having a discussion about their parents, and you know, we don't have to restate what was just said, but they basically said that when, when they grow up, their heart dies. And so, obviously, it's not literal, but the, the message is you kind of lose yourself right. when you grow up, and that when you're young, you have faith and you have hope and you have optimism and you have um, insight and you have imagination and you just, the world is open to you. And then something happens where we close down, which um, really in the way that I look at it is really where your heart starts to close down and you go up into your head and everything is about how do I get this done? Getting, you know, getting on the computer, work, 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 you know, uh, money, money, money. And we, we lose our heart. And, um, one thing that I wanted to focus on in this discussion was that, but also how even movies nowadays do the exact same thing. And it's driving me crazy how children's movies are all about hope. Well, some of them are scary, Mm. but so many children's movies, some of which we'll refer to today, are so positive and optimistic and they make me happy and they make me smile and they make me laugh. And then all these movies, like the Golden Globes were the other night that are up for these mo- these Golden Globe Awards and, you know, eventually the Oscars. You know, Todd and I are movie buffs and we like to go see movies. And so we go to these movies that are nominated for Best Picture and they're so freaking depressing. And so why are we... Why are we watching these things? Mm-hmm. Where's our Where's our heart? Mm-hmm. Where did our sense of optimism go? Like you know, it's like 
something funny like Bridesmaids that had a heart. You know, for a while it was like, oh, this might be a contender. This might be a contender. No way. Right. It now didn't it's deserve like, the recognition. It, well, did it? I think it did deserve some recognition. Well, it did deserve it, but it didn't get it. Yes. It's okay. now that we've got all these um, t- heavy, sad, like the violent movies. Yeah, like The Descendants. Okay. Before we get into The Descendants, the okay. first question I want to ask the listeners is, one, do you think um, Ali Sheedy is right? Like, I'm asking myself. Does... And that's Allison in The Breakfast Club, right. the girl who said the quote. She said, your heart dies when you get to be your parents' age. Well, we are our parents' age right. now. So the question I ask myself and all of you is, does our heart die? And I think if I can project what our listeners might say is, our heart doesn't die, but life gets harder and our kids beat the life out of us. That's our perception. They get us tired. We do everything for them. I mean, I'm just, I'm not speaking for myself. I'm just trying to think of what people would say garden to you. variety right. answers is, you know, I, I can't be who I used to be. I have too many responsibilities. Yep. I have too many things going on. And I'll give you one example of mine. And I'm kind of making fun of myself with this story. Okay. But um, when I was in my 20s, or my late teens, I would, you know, uh, my dad would clean out the garage. I'd be, I'd say to myself, what? And he would take this uh, pleasure in cleaning out the garage. And I didn't understand why he took such pleasure in such a boring task. Mm-hmm. Now that I'm 39 years old, I love cleaning out the garage. Right, you do. So I, I'm, I have become the person I used to make fun of. Yeah, and you know what my example will be? What? Is when I remember being in middle school, 7th or 8th grade, and my mom and maybe my mom and dad together took my friends and I to Great America, which mm-hmm. is a place in Gurney in Illinois because we're in Chicago. And um, I remember my mom, if it's, this was at a time when you know I was like 12 or 13 when we got to go off by ourselves, mm-hmm. which I don't know if that happens anymore, 12 and 13-year-olds, but I remember my mom saying, I'm just going to sit on this bench and hang out and read and we'll meet back here in an hour. And me being like, how... Can she do that? Right. That is the most boring thing in the world. We're going to go on rides, roller coasters. We're going to go have fun. And she's going to sit there and wait. And I was I was thankful, but I thought I will never be like that. Mm-hmm. And now if my children are at a park and they're like, we're going to go play, do you know how much I love sitting on that bench and doing nothing? Right. And so I have become yeah. what I used to not think was you know. So um, how come we don't like to play? Well, I, I think that's a big blanket statement, which I... I can't embrace that because I really do try to play. Um, but I think if we're going to say um, why as a whole, like mm-hmm. why do parents feel like they can't play, it's for some of the reason that, that you said. They feel overwhelmed. They feel like they constantly have to be productive. Mm-hmm. They feel like they need to be doing, and if they're playing, they're wasting time. Right. They feel like um, that everyone's depending on them and everything's on their shoulders. So if they act really busy and stressed out, and I'm saying act, and I'm, I'm saying that on purpose because sometimes we just fill up space with, I got to do this, I got to do that, and it's just not true. Mm-hmm. And some of it is. We got to go to work. You know, we got to pay our bills. We, but a lot of it is just com- being on the computer and mm-hmm. and you know, doing this or that or being on, you know, the carrying around your phone, checking every text. It's really unnecessary. Right. And I, I would say that a lot of parents would say, I'm just too tired. I don't have, yeah. I, I'm too tired to play. I have to wake up early. I got to work late. I got to attend to the children, blah, blah, blah. I'm just too tired. I, I don't have the energy. And there are times when I feel that way. And there are other times when 
Uh, I feel like playing, and I guess it just depends on what day of the week I'm being caught on. Well, exactly. I mean, there's definitely days, you know, like this last week, I had to work a lot more than usual because it was kind of getting back into the flow of life mm-hmm. after a long break. And um, so in that week, I don't have as much play, mm-hmm. you know, because I've got to do more of other things. But I think my thought would be we have to remember who we were, who we are, because that person is still a part of us in high school, in middle school, and those pieces of us that were these Breakfast Club characters. Mm-hmm. Those people still live in us. Right. But we have decided, and, and this is why I want to talk about movies in Hollywood, because it just reflects back to us this really negative, um, hopeless life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just jumping into to The Descendants, I know that it's probably going to win Best Picture, and George Clooney was fantastic. I and don't I, think it's going to win. Well, it, it won the Golden Globe the other night for Best Picture. I know, but it's not going to win. But anyway, I know why people thought it was good. I've, I've seen enough movies in my life to understand why people were like, oh my gosh, this is so great. And we loved Sideways. Yeah, or is, is that what yeah it's called? Sideways. Yeah, then Alexander Payne did Sideways and The Descendants. I get it. But I also felt like crap when I walked out of that movie. Mm-hmm. I felt like crap. And so I am tired of doing that. And then the other night, uh, a couple nights ago, you and I rented Moneyball because everyone's like, you got to see Moneyball. And I do have a newfound respect for Brad Pitt because of Tree of Life. So I was super excited. And again, he did fantastic in the movie. But I, when it was over, I felt like crap. Mm-hmm. So I'm confused. Mm-hmm. Why do we watch all these movies? Well, and I can't say why we watch them. Well, I guess I can. We had to talk about this. Our ego, you know, to get into some egoic conversation it likes to go to these deep, dark, sad places, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah. Like one thing that, you know, you and I kind of had this discussion and there was a time when you and I were first dating when we mm-hmm. were together when I watched Law & Order all the time. Right. And I think I've talked about this on the show before, but I will say again. Right. I would watch it when I felt bad to know that other people had it worse than I did. Right. And so I knew every Law & Order episode like even before it started, mm-hmm. it would be like, don't, don't. I'd be mm-hmm. like, I know exactly what's going to happen. Right. Blah, 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 blah. And I thought those people have it worse than me. And so it made me feel good about myself. Right. But now in reflection, that's kind of sad mm-hmm. because you'd hope everyone on Law & Order has it worse than you. Right. They're either going to, they're going to Rikers. They're going to, yeah, they're going to <laughs> Rikers. That's what the guy from uh, Dirty Dancing Lenny. always said. Is that, no, was this Lenny? I think it was, was Lenny. Was that his name? But anyway. So I want you to flip flop and talk about the children's movies and why they're so awesome. But before, I, before we do that, I want to really quickly talk about uh, Cairo Tree, Tree of Life. Yeah, you know what? I got a massage today. You got a massage at Cairo Tree. So you did. Life. You did what we talk about in the show, which is self care. And you know the way I'm looking at massages now, um, especially because I, you know, so involved in chiropractic. There is it really is another key to my health. Mm-hmm. That um, understanding that massages, yeah, they feel good. You know, a number one, they feel good, but it also is really good for you. Mm-hmm. You know, people talk about there's issues mm-hmm. in your tissues, right. like you have to move. You have to, it detoxifies, it cleanses, it releases. And so I have committed to um, getting a massage a month. And they have a massage deal there where yeah. if you do it every month, it drops down $20 yeah, a massage. It's, it's less than 50 bucks yeah, a pop. Yeah, it's ridiculously cheap. And right. so I'm in, yeah. you know. I mean, that's a, that's a dinner out, and I'm willing to give up the dinner for the massage. And then last thing before we move on is um, JC woke up not feeling well on Saturday. Yeah. And it was so nice that we were able to take her over to Dr. Kelly and she can give her a quick adjustment and it just gives us kind of, it's such a better feeling than taking her to the doctor, you know, the regular right. family doctor. It's just nice to be able to have another tool, have a different tool. So, um, it's and, just, it, 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 and you know, it's one of those things like Todd and I can't say, okay, that's why she got well. 
right. but it definitely plays a role in it. Absolutely. And it keeps her immune system strong. And um, like Todd said, it just felt good to say, oh, Dr. Kelly's open. Let's yep. get over there. Uh, Tree of Life, that's CairoTree.com. Check them out. Um, yeah. So kids' movies. Why do you like kids' movies? So I'm like kind of a kids' movie geek, and I like kids' music. Mm-hmm. Meaning when you, again, you knew when I first first started dating, I was way into the Backstreet Boys. Yeah. You recall? Tell me why. <laughs> and this was my 20s, which now is funny because I'm 40 and mm-hmm. I thought I was really too old to like the Backstreet Boys then, but I was older but than But you're most. still going to the B-Bash. Yes. Well, I, you know, that was a whole other thing. But anyway. Well, that's what, I'm, I know I'm interrupting you, but your heart didn't die when you went to the B-Bash. You, no. you, you were a little teenager in, right. in a 40-year-old body. And my my heart is a teenager. My heart. Yeah. I My teenager heart opens up when I watch kid movies and when I listen to the Backstreet Boys or Justin Bieber or and you know I I am I am solid enough in my music um in all the music that I like that you can make fun of me for the top 40 music that I listen to meaning listeners and you because right. you do I make fun of I you know a lot. you do but I I love it it's such a part of who I am and when I was a kid I loved top 40 music and pop music and dance music and I love it all and and it keeps that's it keeps me young I think I know music better than my girls um, Don't you think I introduce them to music more? No, I think you do, but um, I think there's going to be a time where they start overtaking you in the top 40 music department. I think it will definitely flip Just not up. yet. But I guess my point is is that I, I'll, I'll give you an example. The Justin Bieber movie, yes. Never Say Never, which I still think you would enjoy. Okay. Okay. I was more excited to see it than the girls were. Yeah. You like lobbied for it for like months. I'm like, girls, months. movie night, movie night. And they're like, no, no, no. <laughs> Finally, you guys watched it. And I loved it. And it made me so happy, and not just be. It's not like I'm. It's not like an attraction to Justin Bieber. He's mm-hmm. like he was like 16 years old when he made the movie. But what I liked was the message. It's like go out and live your dream. Do what you want to do. Um, make it happen for yourself. Embrace your gifts. And it was so optim. It was so optimistic and fun and positive. And I loved the concert scenes. And I felt great when it was over. Mm-hmm. And to me, that is indicative of a good movie. Right. Well, and I guess my question is for our audience is, are there any other tools that you can come up with off the cuff of, so like, let's say a listener saying, yeah, I kind of lost myself. And how do I get back to that teenage person who I was 20 years yeah, ago? Yeah. How do I like get back in touch? Cause that person isn't gone. Right. They're still in you. You know, I, I uh, one time, um, I actually did this last year, I made a CD mm-hmm. of a bunch of my favorite songs mm-hmm. from high school. Right. Because, again, I loved high school. I don't know if, you know, if everybody feels that way. Maybe you want to go back to elementary school, You and I school. had two very different high school experiences <laughs> because I didn't have a bad experience, but I was kind of, I don't want to say I was a nerd, but no, you weren't I nerd. sat at a table with my three best friends and there was another big table of all the cool people. And Uh, all the people would, like, hustle to the cool table to make sure they got a spot. So me and my three best friends said, this is the dumbest thing ever. You created cool table number two. Yeah. We were, like, (laughs) we were because there was always, like, one or two kids who didn't get to the cool table, so they'd come over to our table. And would you guys give them a hard time? Well, Charlie would. Charlie would be like, no, 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 you go back over to your cool table. But your high school experience was, weren't you, like, the prom queen or the president of the class or what were you? I was homecoming homecoming queen. So you did that whole thing. Yes. And I didn't. Well, and I, you also went to an all boys school, and I went to and you, a. Co-ed. You consistently make fun of me for going to. An I, all boys it's not that I make fun of you; it's just I don't understand because so much of my high school experience was my guy friends or boyfriend mm-hmm. or you know just that whole interaction with guys, and I can't believe you went through school without girls around you. We didn't have to shower. We didn't have to worry about what we looked like. The girls are obviously on your mind in high school, right? But we didn't have that quote unquote distraction uh-huh. of always having to deal with that. So I, I mean. I'm not saying that I would um, absolutely 
probably never have girls in my high school, but it was kind of a convenience that you didn't have to worry about all that stuff. Yeah, and and I understand that, and there are a lot of... um you know, statistics and that kind of thing that maybe there's more learning going on in that kind of situation because you are not distracted by the opposite sex right. or whatever. Um, but I, 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 socialization was what school was all about for me. I mean, I studied and was a good student, but I just liked being with the people and my guy friends are still my guy friends from school. Right. You know, right. it's just, it was a great experience for me. And so I can't say that mine was better than yours. It was just very different. Very, two very different experiences. So my point is a lot of the music from that time makes me very happy mm-hmm. because it reminds me of a time in my life that was really fantastic. And, um, and so I, you know, I just kind of, that person, like I, I keep saying this, but that person's not gone. Like, do you know that next year I will have, I, next year will be my 20th anniversary from college. Yeah. How is that possible? Yeah. You're old. You know, you're old too. No, you're older. I know. But I guess my point is, is that seems crazy. Cause I remember the day I graduated. I remember eighth grade. I remember these things are still, they're like yesterday. I still remember waking up as a freshman in college and as a freshman in college you were in and you're in the fraternity you'd have to clean the fraternity house so we were the pledges who'd have to clean the fraternity house every sunday morning and it was an awful job because there'd be beer and urine and every it was just ugly and bad i still feel like i'm that kid that's <laughs> gonna have to clean the fraternity well house. you do clean up urine here sometimes yes in i our do house. yes which there's is, accidents occasionally there are accidents less frequently now uh-huh. but no i mean i still feel like i'm that 18 year old kid i know but yet here i am being responsible i know well and that's the like so let's come <clears throat> up with how to be irresponsible as a parent Watch Never Say Never, Justin Bieber's movie. No, that's kind of boring. Let's come up with a better idea. Wa- uh, listen to that music. Um, that you li- that you listened to back then? Yeah, or, I mean, the thing is, is it doesn't even have to be about going back in time. It can just be bringing play back into your life. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't, we don't have to go and try and make it the way it used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, we just, understanding that play is a necessary part of life and that if your children see you play then they will be more likely to keep playing. They will not look at parents as parents equal dull. Like one of my biggest annoyances are these Disney movies, these Mm -hmm. TV shows like um, Hannah Montana, Wizards of Waverly Place, iCarly, because the adults are all idiots. Yes, they are. They're complete idiots. Like I watched, uh, JC really wanted to watch the Wizards of Waverly Place. Is that it? Wizards of You're Waverly the wrong Place. Person. I don't. I know. don't know. But Selena Gomez is in it. Whatever. And it's the it's the movie. And I can't tell you how mean she was to her mom through mm-hmm. the whole movie. And I kept saying to JC, "This is so uncomfortable to me. They're so mean to each other." And so this is kind of on the flip side. Because I was saying how kids shows are so good. Right. This was well. This is I, the teeny bopper. It was stuff. the teeny bopper stuff. Yeah. But yet here we are as adults seeing tragedy and all this other stuff. So I mean, this is kind of their in between of getting to the point where they start wearing, watching scary, violent, depressing, sad movies. I know. And, you know, Toy Story 3 is like one of the best movies of all time. I, mean, I know. All these, I mean, oh, I, I can get on. We've talked about Pixar and all that. Yeah. Well, how did you jump to Toy Story from um, what I, you were just I'm talking about? I'm going in the opposite direction, saying oh, that, it is that's so, so uplifting good. I know. and good. But you still, here's the thing, is I'm not against being taken on a ride, meaning mm-hmm. I'll do the emotional roller coaster. We all know that I love to cry and all mm-hmm. that's good. But take me back to a better place. Like Shawshank. Like Sha- Oh, my gosh. I'm willing to go to those places in right. Shawshank because of the way it ended. But that's like Moneyball, for example. I was so, like, halfway through the movie, Todd and I looked at each other. I'm like, when 
when is this going to get good? Right. Meaning the movie was good, like the acting and stuff, but when is he going to be excited about what he's doing? And mm-hmm. when is when are we going to get that feeling? Because mm-hmm. we got taken for a ride of the lull right. of his baseball team. Right. And I'm like, come on, yeah, like let's three, lift it up. Three quarters of the movie was about things weren't going well and 25% of it was when things were getting better and then it ended like it wasn't good anyways. Yeah, it wasn't good anyways and I don't know if everyone agrees with that. Mm -hmm. You know, we might have people say, oh, it did end on a good... I don't know but I just, I don't judge necessarily by anything but the way I feel and like Shawshank, as heavy as it was, I felt great at the end right? because I felt like there was some redemption. Well, I just said there was some redemption. Shawshank redemption, (laughs) there you go. Um, I want to tell a quick story but before I do that, Avid Company, they're one of our partners painting and remodeling throughout the Chicagoland area. They did an amazing job uh, for us with a remodel of our house. So if you have a kitchen, a basement, you got to get some walls painted, give them a call, 630-956-1800 or avidco.net, A-V-I-D-C-O.net. So here's my story. Okay. Uh, JC lately has been in dad mode, which okay. is awesome because yes. she's wanted, I play basketball on Saturday mornings at 6 a.m. And lately she's been wanting to wake up just to watch me play basketball. Like at 5.30 in the morning. So, I mean, I'm t- completely touched by that. And I love it. Um, I said, you know, why don't you sleep in? It's only two days out of the seven you can sleep in. She's like, no, I want to watch you play. And not only did she say that, but she said, no, I want to be with you. Yes. 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 She, she was wants, very clear. It's not basketball. It's I want to be with she you. She wants quality dad time. I want so to anyways, there. Um, so we were, um, so we were, I was getting warmed up in the basketball court and my friends were shooting around and she said, dad, look. And she had like this this bright-eyed, fascinated look. And I kind of looked to what she was looking at. I said, what? She's like, look, she's pointing like at the ceiling. I said, what? What is it? What are you looking at? And it was a ball stuck in the rafters. Yeah. I'm like, oh, it's just a ball. <laughs> and I was like, hold on a second. She is fascinated. She's like, you know, she's like, why, how, is, it there? why is it there? How did it get up there? Why? How is it stuck there? And like, she's just fascinated by a ball being stuck in the rafters. And us, we're so jaded with everything that goes on in our lives. Right, right. So I think when we talk about learning from our children, she taught me be fascinated by everyday things. Be curious. Be curious. And, and, and look up. Yeah. I'm, I mean, just the fact that you hadn't seen that right, ball. Yeah. I'm, look around. I'm looking at what's on the floor and the basketball hoop, and she's looking up in, in the ceiling. And so, again, those are other, you know, definition of, definitions of what it means when your heart, quote, unquote, dies, is that you start to become so focused and so straight ahead and so serious. And everything is so serious. And the thing is, is you can, you know, believe me, I talk to parents all the time. It's what I do, and the everyone tells me their story, and some of the stories are hard and they're difficult and they're serious but my advice is always the same Mm -hmm. then switch it up change something in there bring some play into it um and i need that advice too you know i need to remember to do that too um but it's it's not there even when things are difficult you can have laughter Mm -hmm. you know even when uh someone's sick Mm-hmm. You can bring laughter is the best, and that's I was going to say a really cheesy line. Laughter is the best medicine, but it really is. It's the truth. It's the truth. You can say it if it's true. Well, I know, but it just sounded like a cliche thing to say. Right. But it really is, and so I, there's not many things that you could tell me that be, having your heart open and and smiling and being curious wouldn't help. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it'll fix it all, but gosh, you know, it's like the quote. You know, there's no way to happiness. Happiness is the way. Right. We're searching, 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 searching for happiness or but waiting to check one more thing off the list and, and then, then we'll be happy right. then we'll have fun then we'll play as soon as i finish this i'll play and you have it's the other way around 
you embrace the happiness and it makes everything a lot easier. Um, so how do we, um, so we're parents, this is a Zen Parenting Radio Show, so how do we do this? I'll give you one example because I think that I spend certain days where I'm maybe more grumpy or more worried about stuff. Sure. And I've said in the past, our kids just want to see us happy. Yeah. Because that allows them to be happy. Yeah. So last night I happened to be in a really good place. Um, and we started playing these board games. And I was just a silly, crazy, loud, funny dad. Yeah. For like an hour and a half. Right. And they adored it. They absolutely yeah. loved it. And I can't be like that all the time. No. But when I feel the openness to be able to do that, it's such a gift to right. them. You know, that whoever said, who's that lady that said, whenever your kids walk in the room, just smile? Yes. Who said that? Uh, I think it was Toni Morrison. Yes. Um, you know, it, it it's kind of goes along those same lines. Right. It's just be happy. Well, and again, that is what we're showing them about what the world is. You know, is the world a friendly place? Mm -hmm. I think Einstein said that. Like one of the best, uh, one of the most important questions you need to ask yourself mm -hmm. is, is the world a friendly place? Mm -hmm. And your answer to that question will guide mm -hmm. your life. Right. Um, if you think the universe is not, or the universe, I should say, if you think it's not, then you're going to see danger everywhere. Right. You just are because you don't believe it's friendly and helpful. If you believe the universe is a friendly place, then you will see the the support that you're given. Well, and I'm going to sound like a broken record here because I probably said it on six different Zen parenting shows, but surround yourself with good information, with good stuff. If you watch the 10 o'clock news, then of course you're, the world you think you live in is going to be a bad one. But if you surround yourself, surround yourself with, you know, I could see certain people like, oh, this radio show is cheesy. They're, these two people are just telling me to be happy. Pollyannish. Well, very Pollyannish. But you know what? I'm cool with that. I'm fine with that. <laughs> like if I'm going to be called out on anything, it, it, that's not such a bad thing. No. And, and I'm okay with that. Like mm -hmm. I will say, yes, I am. Yes. I agree. Or at least that is my, that is what I would like to teach. And right. that's what I would like to live in my own life. And mm -hmm. it doesn't mean we do it perfectly, but that's definitely the direction I want to go. Right. You know, that is what I work for. Right. You know, that is the goal. And so, yes, I agree. And I was, oh, I was going to say something else about movies. Oh, I was going to say about TV. Just like Todd said about watching TV. That's what's so crazy to me is, again, you know, I was talking about how I watch Law & Order, and there's all these shows, CSI, mm -hmm. NCIS, you know, CSI, New York, Miami. I, what were you going to say? Who's that guy that I can't stand from David, NYPD? Blue. Yeah, David Caruso. Oh, God, that And guy his is... sunglasses. Why do people watch that show? I think he's in on the joke. I think he knows that he's kind of a caricature. Oh, my God. He drives I mean, me crazy. I can't stand a two-second preview from that guy. I know. And I liked him on NYPD Blue. For the three uh, episodes he was on? Yeah, he was in there for a season or he two. He didn't stay. Not even two. I think it was just one. No, I don't whatever. remember correctly. But anyway, what's so interesting is I teach this uh, this college class, and it's a sociology class, but sociology falls under criminology mm -hmm. at Dominican University. And so I have all these students in my class who are, they, they're crim majors mm -hmm. is what they call it, and they all want to be detectives mm -hmm. because of because CSI. Of that show. Yeah, and because that's what they see in the world, mm -hmm. you know, and that gives you an indication of how that shapes our thinking. Mm -hmm. You know, what if there was a bunch of shows about social workers or, you know, community leaders or whatever doing great things and doing amazing things with their life? Um, well, Oprah, then, Oprah's life class. Yes, if I mean, you, if you want to, if you want to hear, if you want to be inspired, that's a, a show that we both watched. 
Or her Soul Sunday is pretty good, too. Right. Or her, you know, certain parts of her radio show, the whatever. The Soul Series. The Soul Series. So surround yourself with that. I mean, put that in your life. And because you used to do Law & Order, and now you do, I mean, obviously you watch Friends all the time, but now you've replaced it with 30 Rock. (laughs) Yeah, I love 30 So you're a 30 Rock Rock fan. So, I mean, because you want to laugh. I do. I want humor. You don't want to get worried and all that. Exactly. And I have no desire anymore to see all the things that couldn't go wrong. Again, another one of my favorite quotes, I'm throwing out quotes tonight, Mm -hmm. um, is... Uh, the reason children are happy is they don't have a running tape in their head of all the things that can go wrong. Right. You know? God bless them. I mean, yeah, they just, they don't. So mm-hmm. they just are happy and they just, you know, mm-hmm. keep on trucking. And what we do is we don't because we're afraid this could happen or this could happen or this could happen and we got to play more. We mm-hmm. got to lighten up. Lighten up, Francis. That's right. Um, so that last segment of our show is brought to you by Poofin. Poofin.com, a very optimistic, hopeful, loving toy. Conscious. Parents for conscious kids. So get the poofin and then watch uh, the Justin Bieber movie. And what was the other kids' movie I just saw that I loved? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, you. I was on the couch watching it with the girls. Doesn't matter. So poofin.com, okay. check them out. Um, and then why don't you talk about your books real quick? Um, self-aware Parent and The Self-Aware Parent Would two. you say that that's a depressing read or an inspiring read? Well, I think it's an inspiring read. I mean, the whole the whole point of the writing was to say, look at things differently and from a different viewpoint, mm-hmm. from a more optimistic viewpoint, because parenting can be so daunting, but anything can be turned around where you can view it as something that is there to help you, and you can look at it through a, a lens of love and not from fear. And um, so both books, both books you can find on my website, kathycadams.com. Um, they're a little cheaper there. If you get them on Amazon, they're about $2 more. Um, but again, The Self-Aware Parent 1 and 2. And maybe uh, rent The Breakfast Club and remember yeah. what it was like to be a teenager. Yeah, remind yourself. Do do the dance scene. And then uh, also come up with some things that you take pleasure in that you think is silly, like me cleaning out the garage. I don't know why I love that so much, but I'm sure there's a lot of parents out there that take pleasure in very simple tasks and yeah i just think that's growing older and wanting to be organized and just wanting time alone because we're never alone are we ever alone barely Rarely we have to ever. really make carve it out to be right. alone right so if you can go be in the garage by yourself it's like a little man cave yeah gotta love it gotta i know love it. so if you have any other ideas like that post them on facebook or something so um that's all i got you got anything um no that's it for me today so we are signing out we will catch you guys later on the next episode of zen parenting radio my name is todd adams and this is kathy adams have a great week Thank you.